gonna build me a pie-throwing robot that throws never-ending pies on Jake's ugly face. And he won't know what hit him, cause the pies are na 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 never na 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 never na 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 never ending. Badger. Hi, Kelly. Welcome, Welcome to Sex Time. To sex Time. Hey, guess what? What? I pulled some audio from one of the episodes and already recorded that, so that should have come before what we're saying right now when people are listening. And what audio did you pull? I pulled something from Adventure Time, a song. Excellent. And then I have a couple of surprises for you wow yeah one I actually like wrote a show sheet so I've got like titles of episodes observations I've made things that I definitely want to make sure we discuss before we finish recording all here in my bullet journal oh thank god because the last episode was so directionless partly because I know that I was very exhausted and wandering around dehydrated in the sun yeah that we should do that less probably yeah and I have another surprise for you oh man what a day I am in contact with a therapist yay yay did you find one that you like do you talk to them do you think you like them I haven't spoken to them yet, but they are approved through our insurance and they're very close to uh, the office that we work in. And um, I'm going to give that a shot. Excellent. Good job. And then if I don't feel comfortable with that therapist, I think I'm in a place right now where I can say I'd like to see a different therapist. Yes, you should make sure that you click with your therapist. When I was seeing somebody at Portland State, one, the options were extremely limited, but two, I really never felt very comfortable with that therapist, so probably didn't get a lot out of it. So Yeah, a therapist you don't feel comfortable with is like, I don't know, like underwear that's too big. It's it's not going to do a damn thing. That's a, a very uh, poetic way to put it. Thank you. so we have a few things we want to talk about today um we have three episodes to discuss as usual we have sex in the city season one episode eight three's a crowd and we have adventure time season one episode 15 what is life and season one episode 16 ocean of fear and i did the math on the season i'm fairly certain that if we want to start season two of both of these series at the same time then we're going to have one episode that's exclusively adventure time coming up i don't think that's necessary that we do that do you i don't think so because they don't have the same number of seasons but i just wanted to give you that option okay i mean i would be fine with just just doing adventure time or you know tacking on a third adventure time episode no so we'll see how that lines up um, do we want to do shout outs now? Sure, we can do shout outs. Um, not much is different from the last round of shout outs because there are only a few days between. Um, something significant is different from the last round of shout outs. Is it? Didn't we discuss it last time? 
No. Um, last time we gave shout outs to Taylor. Yeah. And we gave a shout out to Broccoli. Oh. Guess what? We found out who Broccoli is. Dun, dun, dun. It's Taylor. What? He uses a, he uses a different Twitter handle now. And we have one fewer listener than we thought, so. Yes, when we found this out, our immediate reactions were like, oh, that's one less person. <laughs> um, and we found out because he texted Jordan with a message that Jordan did not understand, which was, tell Badger I did the fan, fan art, I'm Broccoli. That fan art is so good, and I am not going to say no to more fan art. Yeah. So, um, whoever you want to be called, yeah, make us more fan art. We command it. Especially because you owe us because you robbed us of a listener. You gave us hope. Yeah, and then you took it away. <laughs> um, gosh, who else should we thank? Pretty rough shout out. I am um, Emily, of course. Yes, who is real and who is our listener. And even though she can't go to a soccer game with me, I guess we're still cool. Yeah, it's fine. Basically, everyone I know can't go to a soccer game with me. So I guess I just have to choose to be cool with it. So, yeah, I could go, but I would not be good company. That's fine. I'm going to try to sell the ticket. Um, Lisa will. uh... Who is my mento? And I'm his manatee, by the way. Yeah, that's interesting. Yes. Um, it's very real mentorship. Yeah. Definitely a good expenditure of our time. Um, I'm getting a lot out of it. <laughs> I'm getting more out of it than you're getting out of your mentorship through this program. <laughs> Look, we all made mistakes. If someone had <laughs> warned me at the beginning, I might I might have steered the ship a different way. Um, who else do we want to say hey to? Nobody? Um, Kate? Kate, of course. Ugh. Yeah. Duh. Duh. And I will give a shout out to somebody who will probably never listen to this. Uh, Heidi from my class brought in her cross stitch that she's been working on that's like really intricate and super detailed. Oh my God. Kingsley, get off the counter. Jesus Christ. You I'm have sorry. no control over your home or your I, life. I, shut up. I'm trying here. And then you make that sound. That's the, that's the hiking sound. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I just have a really bad cat. Mm. We all have problems. I, there, okay. So there's really only one rule in my house and that's no cat butts on pillows. But if there's one thing that's been grandfathered in, it's no cats on counters, but whatever. You want to talk about cross-stitch? Yeah. So, shout out to Heidi, who brought in her cross-stitch so I could see how it works. And now I'm able to do that. Have you told Heidi about this podcast? Um, I, I think I have mentioned it, like, loosely in the class. But I didn't want anybody to feel like they needed to go, go out and listen to this. You want to know what's also kind of crazy? What? Um, I believe that this recording we are doing right now will be our 10th official episode, which means... Ooh, we're going uh, like public public. Like telling people we know in real life who aren't just like the few people we know on Twitter. Yeah. So like putting it on 
Facebook where friends and family can see it. Yeah, that's the agreement that we made. Do you still want to follow through with that? Yeah. Okay. Let's just fine. I mean, what else, what else are we going to do? It's not like it's going to change anything. It's not like we're going to get more listeners. Yeah, I was like, see see our listeners skyrocket from 13 to maybe 17. Yeah, see it skyrocket from 13 to 8. <laughs> Somehow. They can't take, lose people. They can't take away listens that have happened. <laughs> I think that if they could, they would have with some I, of the episodes we've put out. I think that we'll always have Emily... And we need to just hold on to that. No, I I would do it even without absolutely real Emily listening to us. Yeah. It's a creative exercise that we are following through with. Yeah, and it's fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of fun, we have one oh, more wait, thing. Except for I have to watch this miserable show. You like it? I don't like it. Like in Parks and Rec where... Uh, Anne calls Leslie a steamroller and Anne's like you made me watch all eight Harry Potter movies I don't even like Harry Potter Leslie's like "Eh, what are you talking about you love Harry Potter you watched all eight movies yeah Yeah, you love sex in the city sure anyway we have one more fun thing to get into before we get into our discussion and that um, Taylor slash broccoli submitted our very first listener question oh yeah so the question, Let's get into it. What is it? The question is, who is more of a Samantha, Jake, Finn, or Cinnamon Bun? Hmm. I don't know enough about Cinnabun, Cinnamon Bun, I don't think. He's, um, I think you only met him once. Yeah. And you, he doesn't become kind of a, a regular character for a while. Is he a legal adult? Yeah. So I'm going to just say it cannot be Finn because Finn is a child. Right. So it's got to be between Jake and then Cinnamon Bun, I guess. Cinnamon Bun is feeble-minded. Oh, so then Cinnamon Bun definitely shouldn't be engaging in acts of the carnal nature. What is that the only thing that Samantha has that characterizes her? That's one of her most, like, if, if people say, oh, I'm such a Samantha, they're usually, like, brazen owners of their sexuality. That's kind of, or they think they are. Um, there are other characteristics for Samantha. Um, one, she's, like, a self-made businesswoman, which will get addressed more as the series goes on. Um, two, she has, like, some shit happen to her in the future, and she's, like, extremely resilient. Like, things don't get her down um, and affect her quite as severely as the other three women experience. Um, she's just, um, of the of the group, she's probably the most, like, self-possessed, I would say. And that, that, that doesn't just pertain to her sexuality. But, like, that is the way that the, she's been written in this show. That is a defining characteristic. Okay, well, I guess just it's Jake by default. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry to take a fun question and get like analysis heavy with it. They, they knew what they were doing when they listened to this show. Yep. <laughs> this is everyone's hell of their own making. Yeah. Especially ours. <laughs> Okay, well, let's let's launch into it. 
Um, All right. Sex in the City, Three's a Crowd, where the topic of um, metaphorical and literal threesomes is the uh, subject du jour. Mm-hmm. Did you read that from, do you make that up? Yeah, I just made it up right now. I didn't even write it down. Oh, cool. I'm good at things. Yeah, I know. I, mean, I didn't say you weren't. Mm, you've implied mm. it heavily, <laughs> heavily. Well, thank you for writing uh, the thing you just made up and didn't write. Cool. Um, well, wh- where do you want to start with this one? Um, so let's go over the synopsis, maybe. Um, well, I didn't like look anything up, so let's just kind of give... Okay, the, the crux of this, the, the, the I guess the nexus of this, I don't know, where this whole thing starts is that Charlotte is yet again with another man who's just perfect for her, who once again, I think is profoundly unattractive. Yes, all the 90s men look so soft. How were all men not good? I mean, they're still not good, but how are they especially not good then? I don't know. I mean, they're... It's not like they got better now. Mm-mm. I don't think I can even read the news anymore for like a week. Yeah, self-care. Self-care isn't just eating cake. Self-care is muting the president on Twitter. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Charlotte has this great guy. Oh my gosh, everything's perfect. Um, and he is like, what's your fantasy? And she's like, I want to own a cottage in Maine because she's Charlotte. And that is a very Charlotte thing to say. And he's like, no, more like the doing it kind. And um, his fantasy, it turns out, is to have a threesome with her and another lady. So then the topic is broached. And this is, I think, the third time this season that a partner has requested a thing of Charlotte. And she's been like, oh, I don't know. Because there was the uh, butt stuff. Mm-hmm. Um the blowjob mm-hmm. and now it's a threesome mm-hmm. it's like there is it lazy writing maybe that like it always comes up for charlotte that she's got this great guy except for he's a um deviant yeah. in her mind <laughs> i guess it it kind of makes sense because they write her to have like the the least kind of that personality yeah she's very for somebody who actually does like get down, she's very uptight. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the ladies are uh, pondering threesomes. So Samantha is sleeping with a married man, which like not not cool. I I don't think. I mean, eh. I mean. He, you're if you risk someone finding out and getting really hurt and that's really careless and that's exactly what happens in this yeah and that sucks that that happened but and then um carrie asks big if he's ever had a threesome and yeah he did with his ex-wife bombshell we'll get to that in a second and then um during the discussion of whether or not charlotte should go ahead and do it they're like, well, if you're going to do it, don't pick a friend to be the third. Just pick a rando at a bar. And then um, Charlotte's like, well, I, should, I would want someone I trust, like Carrie or Samantha. And then Miranda gets really 
bent out of shape for not being picked for a metaphorical hypothetical not happening threesome yeah so that is I'll start with Miranda so I think that was a very uncharacteristic turn for her because she is probably next to Samantha the next most like self-possessed and assertive character so to get her um, self-esteem that uh, I don't know shell-shocked because in this like hypothetical sort of jokey scenario she wasn't picked to have a threesome with her friends it seems really out of character for her i don't know i mean you've said a few things have seemed out of character for samantha enough to the point that i don't think i know the character of samantha i think i know what the intention of the character of samantha is as far as like maybe what they were trying to design that to be but there seem to be more exceptions than rules so what do you think of like Miranda having a meltdown about this and taking it to her therapist and like straight up asking him if he would have one with her hypothetically for that like validation? Well, I think her therapist handled it pretty well, <laughs> which was, you know, uh, shockingly appropriate. I think, what did he say? Maybe we should talk about why you're asking me that question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. I think a lot of other therapists would be like, and now it is time for you to see a different therapist. Yeah. Uh, um, ultimately, she finds her resolution to this by finding a couple who are seeking a third. And uh, she meets them at a bar and they're like, we think you're attractive. We want to do this with you. And then she can leave the bar satisfied knowing at least somebody out there would like to do that with her. <laughs> She also leaves that couple hanging, which was rude. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess this is, I was just going to say, I, but this is pre-internet. I mean, basically pre-internet. Yeah, for the most part. Very rudimentary internet personals were more efficient in analog form. <sighs> so that was that plot line. Yeah. I mean, I I get it if she felt rejected and wanted to have that validation and none of her her good friends would just, like, give that to her. Like, say, no, you're, yeah, sure. We'd, I'd pick you. I'd yeah. pick you for the team. I think this is another example of the person who feels hurt uh, not addressing the hurt that they're feeling with the people that they perceive caused the hurt, but just kind of finding a different outlet for it that is probably unhealthy mm-hmm. so cool yeah common themes of the show these women are our age ostensibly yeah i mean not samantha she's she's i'd say at least five to ten years older than they are but carrie is approximately 33 and i think um charlotte is probably right about that too miranda might be a year or two older just just bananas yeah to see people who who are are coded at least as the age we are now with like oh i have this uh job like a career kind of thing that i've been doing for a, a number of years and this is my job that i have that pays me enough money to do it well they aren't different mo- times they aren't millennials 
they were not royally fucked by the economy in the same way that we were. No, they were not. It's just a little weird to see it. Yeah. Um, what do you want to talk about? How it was? Is that how it was in the the before times? I don't know. The nineties were the time of prosperity. It was the Clinton years. It was, Mm -hmm. it was, um, rose colored glasses all around. Right. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's, it sure seems like it. It, yeah. And everybody wore the same color clothing, especially in sitcoms. It was all khaki and denim. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. And those, those soft man faces. Yeah. What is up with the, like, the structure of their heads? I don't know. So Carrie finds out that Big was married. And instead of saying, hey, I, I'd like to talk about this more with you, decides to, under false pretense, meet his ex-wife at her publishing house. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, she works in publishing. Because, of course. Well, so it's just, you know, it's pretty pat that she's she works at a place where Carrie, like, immediately has an in. Um, and so she does like the I'm befriending you in order to find out more information about you and then she feels intimidated and jealous oh Carrie feeling jealous of one of Big's previous partners I thought we resolved this last time uh, but no <laughs> um, one he probably when they were talking about his like previous uh, partners the last time around he made that might have been an appropriate time to mention that he was married mm-hmm. previously, that it was a long time ago. It's over. It's fine. Um, finding out in a an unexpected way probably was jarring. I can grant that, right? Yeah, sure. that, that was probably like, oh, didn't see that coming. Um, but engaging in espionage to find out more about the ex is also like really kind of shitty. Who has the time? Oh, she clearly does. What the fuck does she do all day? I mean, just who has the time for any of this? These ladies have the time to work their fantastic careers, clearly go shopping a lot, get their hair professionally cut and colored on the regular, and go to, like, fundraisers and soirees and parties that go till 3 a.m. is well yeah what's your bedtime eat yeah tonight i'm going to lay down at like 7 30 and wait until it gets dark and then i will fall asleep it doesn't really get dark till nine yeah and then i'll fall asleep as soon as it's dark i've been trying to shut my light out as best i can so i fall asleep before nine but i'm usually in bed no later than 8 30 right now Wild and crazy gals. Yep. Living, living the life. Um, <laughs> yeah. These women's, th- their lives sound exhausting. They do. Keeping up appearances. Ugh. Do I even have anything else to say? Oh, well, Charlotte ends up trying to have the actual 
threesome after she has a dream about it and it was like magical and like soft focus and like angels saying type of thing mm-hmm. and then it starts to actually materialize and the other girl and her feller like straight up kick her out of bed yeah like nail her in the head uh, so everyone in the show is shitty mm-hmm And yeah, then, I wouldn't, wouldn't argue that. And then Samantha um, extricates herself from the breakup of a marriage. Because <sighs> she doesn't care about their emotional states at all. No. I mean, it's kind of not her fault that guy told his wife. Like, they clearly had some sort of understanding and I, I don't know why he would presume that Samantha wanted to date him. I feel like she would have been very clearly communicative about not wanting that. I don't know. I don't think I I don't know. I feel like okay, so the, the introduction to that character, whatever the hell his name is, was them post coitus. Do you like how I'm getting very like scientific and um not actually saying like naughty things or anything? Uh, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I don't, but I can't stop myself. It would. It's not. If we're discussing this show. It, it would lose, you know, any kind of shock value if if we only used the dirty words. Sure. So they had just gotten done doing it, and he's like, "You're so much better than my wife," and I'm like, "Maybe don't talk about her. He's got some sort of fixation." on his wife that he has to compare her constantly when he's with Samantha, which speaks to, I think a larger issue than he's just unsatisfied. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, I feel like Samantha under normal circumstances would have been pretty honest with like, shut up or whatever. I don't know. Well, she, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he says, I'm so glad you're not my wife. And she says, yeah, me too. Well, that speaks to more of the fact that she's not the marrying type, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I think this episode is pretty dumb and it showed poor communication among everyone. Yeah, I think that is, that's another common theme. And I guess, I mean, I'm just, you know, it's way back whenever. Maybe it was uh, like a big thing to acknowledge the common fantasy of of threesomes on a television show do you think that it was like they were comparing the different fantasies for different eras do you think the 90s were the era of the threesome uh i don't know i mean that act seems fairly timeless (laughs) (laughs) i don't think it it really gets retired what's what's the what's in the zeitgeist right now uh oh man i don't know um open discussions of of non-monogamy uh monogamish relationships Mm -hmm. that's what i'll say i think that that's definitely becoming a lot more um in the open accepted understood by people who like for instance i don't think i would ever be in a non-monogamous relationship but i also feel like i've had enough people around me who openly communicate about theirs that I am uh, no longer like, why would anybody do that? Now I'm like, Oh, that's their thing. 
and it's totally cool with them because they're all consenting adults who communicate. Yeah, and I personally don't really identify as a monogamous person. I identify as a poly person, a polyam person, but I also have decided to be with a person who is a monogamous person and that's that's the that's the deal and I think that's in my situation it's worth it um and also that's for everybody to evaluate on their own though yeah people that wouldn't be and but I think we're we're talking about it more in this era Mm -hmm. and also I just I just don't know how anybody can do the scheduling I mean, can you imagine with my schedule, if I were also in a situation where I were like trying to date and then also have like very constant in-depth communication with a partner that I see like twice a week as is? I know that that would be a problem because a few weeks ago you said you were seeing more Jordan and that was a problem. (laughs) You can't even handle, like, full-time with the one. (laughs) Well, I have a lot going on. No, you do. And that's totally your call about your time management and what you're, what you're comfortable with. Yeah. I, um, am, if I am anything, I am a monogamist, but I'm also, like, a very much into just being a me-ist right now, so I'm very much loving my alone time, my alone life. I have my cats. <laughs> That's enough. And I don't mean that in a sad way. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I thought about it. And even if that were something I, I really wanted to pursue, it's not worth, worth the scheduling and the, the time talking and the, just the scheduling. Like who has the time? Honestly, yeah, no, I don't know how people can manage that, but God bless. Yeah. If that's what's, that's their thing, God bless. Yeah, I I just could not in with a, a clean conscience be like, um, the rescue is going to fail now because I just want to date more people. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't think so. And that's assuming like if I had a partner that were, were super into it. So I think this highlights the difference between you and the women in this show. You think outside of yourself. Uh, Because of the rescue? And other things, you know, you you would have to, you you can't just be like, you're my partner now. Give me everything and I'll give you nothing back. Mm. Right? (laughs) Yes, correct. Okay. I I hadn't thought about it that way I do not compare myself to the women on this show because why why would I do something like that that's silly bananas I think by the end of this series we're going to have to figure out which one you most identify with though do we that's such a false dichotomy no it's not saying that like your entire person is like encapsulated and and um performed by this one character it's just finding out who you could most identify with out of the four huntress wizard what huntress wizard is that an adventure time thing yes 
Is that your cue that you want to transition to Adventure Time now? I think it's a good time for it. Cool. Let's start. (laughs) So the first episode is, what is life? I gave a lot of the synopsis on the Sex and the City one. Would you like to um, give us uh, your breakdown of this episode? Sure. So in this episode, Finn is uh, pranked by Jake. A very rudimentary prank where Jake throws butter on him as he sleeps. Or no, he's playing a video game on Mm B-Mill. And uh, he wants to get back at Jake with the best prank ever. So he's looking at a a picture book. And I don't know if you caught this, but he was giving audible descriptions that did not align with the... um, The pages. Yeah. So there's one that said, sorry, that computer just started for no reason. Cool. Yep. Um, <laughs> there, there was a photo that said grave robber and he said treasure hunter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forget the others, but they, um, the, the girl, the, the description of the girl was like nerd and he's like, and there's this girl who's in love with or something like that. And it yeah. It's <laughs> like, does Finn, can he not read? <laughs> I don't know but I picked up on this and the next episode that there were some details that like if you weren't paying attention you would have missed them and I think that that um, more than previous episodes I hadn't really noticed before I'll talk more about that for the next one yeah oh, so he um he goes to their storage shed or wherever and starts throwing parts together like a toaster oven and some circuitry and a tin can and some wires and draws a face on it that's going to be the never-ending pie-throwing robot. And he somehow it gets he's shocked by lightning and it comes to life. And amazingly, this has pretty much worked out. This thing knows it's the never-ending pie-throwing robot. But he, it, he's like only half-baked. His treads don't work. They just skid him around. Uh, his arm doesn't function all the way. He's just not fully functional. And he's skidding around on his his poorly formed treads and says something like, does it please you to watch me suffer, creator? <laughs> <laughs> so Finn feels bad because he's brought life into the world now and ha- it isn't doing such a great job so far. <laughs> but he knows the Ice King has... Uh, can shoot lightning and ice and is magic and has like brought snow golems and things about so decides to sneak into the ice kingdom to get getting after a lightning bolt to make him fully alive can i just say when the um, balloons were taking them to these mountains and then they deliberately steer them into the mountains yeah as because the balloons are like some of the what the worst pranksters he knows or something like that. Grade A pranksters. Yeah, that was a, I. That was a pretty good little, pretty good spoof, as one of my other podcasts says that I listen to. Too beautiful to live at TBTL. Just FYI, best podcast ever. Anyway, second best podcast ever. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, are we the first? Because that's not right. That's not factually true. No, but. It's right in our hearts. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, they're with the Ice King, or they're sneaking in to get to the, uh, in the palace of the Ice King. Mm-hmm. In the, to get the lightning bolts. And uh, 
Ice King doesn't know they're there, and then he finds out that they're there because they they slip off the ceiling, and he's I forget how this comes about, but they trigger an alarm system, and these sort of buffalo-looking creatures with like hearts and intestines and brain stems start to chase after them. Did you like that? That they had like <laughs> hearts and brain stems that were visible through their ice structure? I feel like I might not have been looking at the screen when that happened. Oh. I don't think I remember seeing that. But I did watch the episode mostly. It's like delightfully shocking. Okay. I, I almost rewatched the episode because I was like dealing with some cat stuff at the same time. I guess I should have rewatched it just to be sure I caught everything. Yeah. God, I'm so bad at this podcast. <laughs> this is your only job. What? Uh, <laughs> my other job is to be insufferable to you. <laughs> you A plus. <laughs> A plus plus. Thanks. Um so they they just there's there's some one liners in here that I think are really fun, like they narrowly avoid smashing into a wall and dying and instead end up crumbling these sentient ice buffalo things. And after Seth's like, good plan. Vince says, oh, that wasn't my plan. We just got lucky. Yeah, that, I, did, I remember that. I was paying attention. And of. then they, they see these lightning bolts that are just sort of lined up like in a gun closet. And <laughs> Neptune says, are those my tickets to the gun show creator? <laughs> <laughs> was Nectar voiced by the same guy who does Finn? Uh, not sure. He sounded um, of a similar childlike disposition. I mean, he was just born. Yeah, he was. So, I don't know what else there is to really say about that episode of of substance well i think it's the 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 big part of it is that in this process um he gets shocked again but he's imbued with the king's characteristics the ice king's characteristics yes and then he has to make a decision about like who he aligns more with Mm -hmm. and then in a in a dramatic space he says I choose the Ice King, and Finn freaks out, and then, and then Nectar says to prank, <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, uh, something happened. Uh, they knocked the Ice King out, and Nectar is oh. calling him Poppy. Oh, oh my! <laughs> because yes. he's his other dad, and then the Ice King is like knocked out and a single tear comes from his eye and then in a scene that is like totally ripped off by the last jedi right the ice (laughs) king is sitting and watching a sunset like luke did (laughs) at the end of the last jedi am i wrong (laughs) someone call ryan johnson he is in violation of copyright i was like this is like uncanny this is this is the same movie. <laughs> Except Luke was alone and the Ice King had Nectar with him. Yeah, it, it's Nectar, 
by the way. It's never-ending pie-throwing robot. I said nectar. What do you think I said? I thought right. you were saying nectar. 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 Oh. Never-ending pie-throwing robot. Um, I know how acronyms work. <laughs> God, I'm a mess today. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's your turn now. What? It's to be a mess time. And I'm not even in the sun or dehydrated right now. <laughs> so what's my excuse? I have none. <laughs> anyway, that was my biggest takeaway is that Star Wars owes money to Adventure Time. <laughs> uh, so what else did you think of it? Um, I thought it was a, an okay episode. It had some funny moments. I wasn't like shook by it or anything. Yeah. Maybe I gave you the wrong expectations of this children's show. Well, no, because we'll talk about stuff in the next episode. But before we get there, you did tell me either via text or maybe at the last recording, because you'd watched ahead, that you said something problematic happened in one oh, of the... Was yeah, it this one? it's not this next episode. It's I think it's the one after that. And it's like the last time a problematic thing like that happens so I think it must have generated a response at the time okay so it's nothing we've seen to date not yet okay I was wondering I mean uh, the Ice King fat shames Gunter so Mm -hmm. I don't like that the Ice King um... well we'll get into it later (laughs) great (laughs) Okay. Uh, this, the Ice King, like, canonically has an eating disorder. Oh, fantastic. This is a children's show. Mm-hmm. Children cool. have to deal with eating disorders. Children have to deal with death. Yeah, but is the is the television the right place to have that conversation? That's where they are. I know. That's like meeting them on their level. They Sometimes they have parents. Yeah. Not like kids have parents, or what are you? Kids have parents sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes our parents some, are crummy. Sometimes our parents suck. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yep. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Okay, I have a lot more to say about the next episode, which is uh, episode 16, Ocean of Fear. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts on it because I actually, I don't love this episode. This is, I think maybe they were experimenting with like some body horror and I said before, that I, don't, I don't really like that. I don't like to look at that. Well, I don't think that there was much that triggered me in that respect or upset me. Um, I feel like this is probably the darkest episode we've seen so far. Yeah, I guess so. So, through um, kind of a strange circumstance where a newt stole some boots, so they're going to have to give it toots. Poots. Poots. Excuse me. (laughs) Um, Jake chases this giant newt into the ocean, and Finn's like, I'm right behind you. And then he turns out to have, like, a paralyzing fear of the ocean mm-hmm. to the point where his actual, like, embodiment of fear comes out of his belly button, like, this dark vapor. 
um, Jake tries exposure therapy. I mean, they don't call it exposure therapy, but that's what he did. Yeah. Um, kind of without like giving Finn the option to say no, uh, which was kind of, that's a little much, but okay. I mean, I think it's typical of Jake. Yeah. So they're like basically in the middle of the ocean and he has like varying degrees of exposure to the water. Um, and he like shoves Finn's head underwater and puts him in a submarine and then the submarine. Um, this is one of the first things I noticed when they were in the submarine was that the ocean floor is like littered with half buried cars that are like in formation as if they're driving on a street Mm -hmm. and then there's also the tip of what looks like the washington monument Mm. so is this perhaps a a a little foreshadowing of the kind of how things got to be the way that they are uh yeah a little glimpse (laughs) so it definitely looks like something catastrophic happened and uh like people may have died um so that was great um yep i think that was a blink and you'll miss it kind of detail i don't think it was super obvious um but it was kind of you know subtle and kind of disconcerting and then they start to pepper a lot of that in so make sure you pay attention to the background animation I'm trying. Um, then in the uh, the submarine, which starts leaking, Jake gives them suits to uh, wear, obviously, so they can keep breathing and tells Jake not to pull the emergency cord or tells Finn not to do it. Uh, Finn is freaking out, so he does, and it bumps Jake into a, like, a valve, and he hits his head, and then he... Um, with the suit on so he can still breathe he falls into an abyss in the bottom of the ocean Finn floats to the top and his fear taunts him about not being able to save Jake so in order to do so which I'm going to point out he didn't have to do um, he bonks himself in the head with like a wrench and then he floats to the bottom of the sea as well and then he, when he wakes up Jake's down there and then Jake pulls his emergency cord and they both go to the circus. So Jake would have woken up and pulled the emergency cord himself. And Finn didn't need to go down there. Finn didn't know that. But isn't it kind of like a reasonable assumption, maybe? That's, I, that's his brother. I know, but if what was happening might have killed Jake, him doing the same thing to himself might have killed him too. Well, I I would have done the same thing. For who? Bonneville. Not not me. <laughs> not cool. even for Kingsley? Well, I don't think it's going to be in the ocean anytime soon. But, I mean, also, obviously, they did not... These cartoon characters who are not real did not really go to the bottom of the ocean in a wooden submarine. Didn't they? (laughs) (laughs) We're just... You can never know what you're going to do until the moment comes when you do it, but I know that if it were 
if it were Bonnie or Simon or someone else, um, then I don't think I'd think twice about doing something like that. Well, sure. I've jumped into action myself in, in, in situations where I've needed to. Your impulse takes over. I saved a dog from drowning once. Yeah, you're a real hero. You want to tell people about that story? Just these, like, total dicks at the river were letting their, encouraging their bulldog to fall down into the water. And bulldogs are not the swimmy kind of dogs. They're not swimmy shapes. So this poor dog goes into the river because she just wants to be next to her people so badly starts floundering around and then this whole family is sort of watching owlishly from the shore while their dog drowns so I swam over and like swam and pulled the dog up to the shore and I don't know if it's bystander effect or what but at no point did anyone acknowledge that the dog was going to die People are dumb and cruel. Mm-hmm. And like the dog doesn't know. She, once she got back to her people on the land, she, she was perfectly happy. It's what she wanted to her people. Hmm. So. Animals, animals are better than us. Yeah. Yeah. And if one fell into the ocean, then I would go get it. So when they finally get back onto shore, um, uh, Finn's fear reemerges from his belly button and continues taunting him. But then, like, a fart limousine or something comes out of him. And I was paying attention, but I think I need a better explanation of what those three, like, ghost figures were. I'm not sure. I think that was just, like, his confidence. So they ultimately reassure him that, like, hey, Finn, you know, you can embrace your fear. Sometimes it's cool to have, like, you know, some weaknesses. It doesn't mean that you're not cool dude type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, he makes his fear get back into his belly button and, you know, everybody's got a weakness and yours is living next to my stinky guts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that was... I liked this episode. I didn't like it that much, but I'm glad that you did. I have a question. Yeah. What's up with Jake's eyes? Um, That's just how his eyes are. That's like how all dog eyes are. They're like either extremely dilated or he doesn't have pupils. I can't tell which. Uh, I, That's just how dog eyes are. In the show? Yeah. Huh. I don't know that I, the more I look at it, the more weird it is. Oh, you'll get used to it. I thought I would be by now, but okay. I mean, a lot of animal eyes are are like that. You don't really see the sclera on most pet eyes. No, but you see like some things. You don't just see white, white empty. No, but you you do mostly see the dark part of the eye. Yeah. But he is the opposite. Well, that's it's a different world. I mean, it's 
It's a changed world. And why can he inflate himself? (laughs) What's with this magic? I cannot suspend my disbelief. I'm frustrated. This has been sex time. I went to Ramsey Park and the sprinklers said do not drink. So I made iced tea with the water. And now I have an infection. (laughs) It's sex in the park. (laughs) What have I been rewatching? Like constantly mm, yes um before we go i thought we might want to uh give a shout out to one thing in pop culture or something that we are enjoying or anything at all that we um might want to recommend people check out do you have anything i didn't prepare you for this so this is probably like ah but do you have anything that you'd like to share with people um, I had been watching The Magicians. Oh, I on read Netflix. I read the book and I didn't like it. So tell me how the show is. Well, I don't know how the book is. The show's like hella dark. Yeah. Um, it's a little hard to get into because these people are basically twenty-something d-bags. Mm-hmm. That 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 checks out with the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there are some some parts that are enjoyable i guess but it's so uh violent and like sexually violent that i have i've actually stopped watching anything dark or triggering including the news uh for the duration of my women's strength class as a part of self-care dang yeah so so not really a ringing endorsement um bob's burgers Always and forever, Bob's Burgers. Yeah. I mean, that's something I need to start, like, actually watching. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen episodes, but I need to actually, like, watch, watch it. Shout out to Tina, the the new wave feminist that we need. Um, anything else you want to recommend? Uh, I, any Terry Pratchett? You know, I've kind of always got that on rotation. Yep. Are we doing this because you're angling towards something that you would like to recommend? Nope. I just know other people do it and I want to be like my heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Your heroes, Luke Burbank? Oh, the, the, he does. They don't do pop culture shout outs like a specific thing. Um, so the Gilmore Guys podcast used to do that because they would always have a, a rotating guest um, who would kind of like self-promote. They're usually like a comedian or um, somebody doing improv with like a troupe or something. And now he's doing another podcast. Uh, Kevin T. Porter is the kind of like uh, showrunner for all these different podcasts. And he's doing one now that is called Good Christian Fun, which is um, maybe this will be my pop culture recommendation is, is Good Christian Fun. Um, I didn't grow up. Uh, with like any religion in my life at all. Um, Like we celebrated Christmas insofar as we got a tree and gave each other presents. We didn't have, um, we didn't go to church. We weren't baptized, like none of that stuff. So um, that show focuses on the kind of like uh, upswell of Christian pop culture that's happened since like the late seventies and like the different Christian films, different, um, Uh, There's some like television series. There's a lot of music that they talk about. Um, And it's so illuminating for me because I have not like 
known any of this stuff ever. I I mean, like, I've, I knew that there were Christian bands. I did not know how deep the rabbit hole went. <laughs> um, and the, like, kind of fixation, depending on the type of Christianity, on, like, there's some aspects that's, like, super fixated on the, like, Egypt part of Christianity. And then there's some parts that are, like, super fixated on, like, uh, I don't know, different... Uh, like Catholic things like it, I it, there's so much Christianity <laughs> um, and most of the pop culture is bad it looks like like really bad um, and really delayed when we were um, growing up in California my mom used to watch a British soap opera on the public broadcasting um, and it was a show called EastEnders which is still on um, it's like a super long running British soap. Um, but they were all dressed kind of weird. And I was like, why are they like dressed horribly? And in reality, um, that we probably just got the shows like a year or two after they aired in Britain. But my mom was like, oh, because in England, they're like five years behind us. <laughs> and I think that's wrong. But I think that that is right for Christian pop culture. <laughs> I think that Christian pop culture is still wearing Jinko jeans is what I'm saying. Sounds right. I mean, you know, I grew up in that culture. To what extent did with you a twist? <laughs> well, to... With a Muslim twist. Yeah, that twist. And then the type of Christianity you were exposed to as well. Yep. Charismatic, Pentecostal, evangelical, and yet somehow also non-denominational. So what are your thoughts on Amy Grant? Should she have gone secular? <laughs> uh, I don't remember her so much. I do remember Jars of Clay, if they ever get into that. Well, that was, yeah, because that was a jam. That made it on contemporary radio. That made it on secular stations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big crossover hit. I do still listen to Five Iron Frenzy. I Whoa. I apologize for that. There, there are a lot of people who are on that podcast who are like, yeah, I don't really do the faith stuff anymore. I'm definitely like not into it, but like Reliant K is always going to be my favorite band. <laughs> so, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> so anyway, I recommend that podcast. It is uh, definitely interesting from um, a side of never having any exposure to that really. Um, they, they have never had a guest come on who has not grown up with faith like everybody did in at least some regard even if it was kind of casual so I really want to have them bring on someone who's a straight up you know raised in an atheist or agnostic household and see how they react to all this pop culture but it because it is weird it sounds like it's partially reminiscing though so an atheist wouldn't probably know that they don't vet the guests they don't vet them. They just see who's available. And somehow coincidentally, they're only like 30 something episodes in, but they've only had people who have some relationship to faith. Hmm. Interesting. Some of them, like they've had one or two Jewish people on, but they have not had anybody who grew up without like some sort of religious upbringing. Well, I mean, that is rare-ish. Yeah. I guess I am very grateful that I didn't have that. You should be. <laughs> Because it sounds like it sucks ass. Yeah, it'll mess you up. <laughs> All right. This has been um, a long one. A podcast. Yeah. 
I know we don't want to get into the too long territory with our episodes, but once once these girls start talking, we can't shut them up. <laughs> also, we're directionless, despite whatever set list you have in your bullet journal. I feel like there was some structure to this. Yeah, there was more structure than last time. I think we need to set a timekeeper, not it. Damn it. Oh, is this because you're going to cap training and part of the discussion is having somebody monitor, like, staying on track and keeping on time? Yeah. Um, don't don't bring work into this. I don't want to. Don't want to. Okay. Anyway. Cap training's a lie. That's all. That's all I'm going to say about it. It is, uh, it is not, it is not what you need right now. What do I need right now? You need to go to bed. Yeah, I do. It's dusk is falling. This has been another riveting episode of Sex Time. And 12 lucky people have probably listened to this. At least 12 people have started listening to it. If anybody seen the length of the episode and going, eh, mm. <laughs> If anybody made it this far, let us know on Twitter. Our at is at Sex Time Pod. Yes, please interact with us. We have so few people interacting that we will read your tweets verbatim on the podcast if you send them to us. Really crave human attention. We're very lonely. Like any children. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And good night. We'll see you next time on Sex Sex Time. Time. Yay. Bye.